Geeksters. Oh yeah. Know what that sound is? It's time to turn down the lights and light the candles. It's on this special Valentine's Day edition of Geeksters. And welcome to episode 20 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we will always start off like we always do with Sean's Weekly Purchase. Weekly Purchase! Weekly Purchase! What did he buy today? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, this week was kind of light. I only picked up really, well, two new releases, one kind of an older release. Okay. Today was Man with the Iron Fists. Yeah. That was uh, the RZA's first of the Wu-Tang. What? what? <laughs> uh, he uh, directed a movie called Man with the Iron Fist. It's a, you know, Hong Kong, Chopsaki, <laughs> kick-ass kind of movie. Right. And also Skyfall. Yeah. The big one. My other purchase was the Raid Redemption. <laughs> Basically, it's one ruthless crime lord, 20 elite cops, 30 floors of hell. Basically, it's it's dread. Yeah. <laughs> it's a farm flick where they kind of go through and kick ass, take names. Okay. I saw some on TV, and I was like, we saw the trailer. Yes, liked the trailer, and I was like, ooh, we had to see that movie. And then I saw it on cable, like like twenty minutes of it, and it was nothing but people beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. Nothing's being said, but there's a lot of ass kicking. <laughs> so I kind of searched out and bought it. Cool. Yeah, cool. And on the video game front, because I did oh, okay. get a video game this week. Oh, it, right. it was the Aliens, the new Aliens game. I always forget the t- complete title. <laughs> it's basically an Aliens game. It's supposed to be a direct sequel to Aliens. Okay. Because it kind of takes place like right after it all happens. And you're Marines and you go in and you got to shoot the place up. And wackiness ensues. I gotta admit though, kind of creepy. I'm not playing this game at night. I mean, people are going <laughs> to, like, the critics didn't like it. Right. Some people didn't like it who played it. My thing is, number one, everybody's different. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect out of this game? It's aliens. It's not like you expect major plot lines. It's <laughs> um, I have a big freaking gun, and I have to kill aliens. <laughs> kind of cut and dry. <laughs> right. I'm not looking for character development. <laughs> I just want to shoot the shit out of things. <laughs> and you do. The problem is, though, it's, it's, it's designed like it is in the movies. You know, very dark, very creepy, you know... They come scuttling out the ceiling, you know, down the hallways, and you're like, ah. yeah, like anybody who's ever played Resident Evil, that scene, the very first scene in the very first game where you're walking down the hallway and the, the dogs jump through the windows. Yeah. Every time I every time I play that scene, I still jump at the same time because I'm always like, here it comes, here it comes. Wait, no, wait. Oh, ah! <laughs> it's like that the entire game. <laughs> Everywhere I'm going, as soon as I hear something, I'm spinning around going... And it's nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, like, look up, look up. Ah! So, but it's a fun game. So that was kind of my, my, my purchase. And I, I kind of broke a milestone on my PlayStation 3. Oh, you did? I have a 320 gig hard drive that I pretty much filled up. Wow. Yeah, I have no life. <laughs> and then I heard you can upgrade you know, hard drives to a bigger hard drive. The mm-hmm. max you can get is a Terra drive. Okay. So I, I did that. I, I officially have a Terra drive in my PS3. Wow. Yeah. That should keep me busy for another year. <laughs> Boy, I play games. Six months later. Ah, I filled it up. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and then sad news again this week. No more catfish. No catfish well, until no, next week. Yeah. 
the next show should have a catfish update. Yes. Season finale. Yes. I think they're, they've held it off for the two weeks because there's probably like a love connection in this one, like a real one. <laughs> the final one. The final do. one for the season will be like, oh, real guy, real girl, who they see they are. Oh, I love. Because, you know, I'm, even though people are probably listening to this after Valentine's Day. Yeah. I still consider this the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk about love and hearts and yellow moons and pink strawberries and green clovers and purple diamonds <laughs> purple diamonds and pink horseshoes whatever <laughs> no you're not getting none of that here okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was i was not prepared for that <laughs> uh, so let's see uh well again i guess we're gonna talk tv tv talk yeah. tv talk let's all talk about tv tv talk tv talk let's see what's on <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other show that we watch religiously is uh, Game of Nerds. Nerds. Yes. This one was kind of a personal best for me. Really? Yes, because uh, number one, Danielle stole on the show. Yes. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Like, I had a lot to do with that. <laughs> and then we got rid of Alana. <laughs> and, and what should have been her strongest suit ever. Yeah. Like, well, first, let's go back about the episode. Uh, obviously, anybody who's listening to last week's episode who was watching the show, Danielle got screwed over by Joshua. Yes. And uh, dick move. We mm-hmm. all know that. Right. So she was still a little sore going into the, the the next challenge, which was superhero to me. Right. Now, on a side note, they're ripping us off, Ed. Really? I believe so. How does so? <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I, but this is the reason why I believe. If you remember, <laughs> let's go back to the Wayback Machine, Ed. Come with me. <laughs> at the end of last year. Are you Mr. Peabody? Yes. I had glasses and everything. <laughs> Just picture me as a dog. <laughs> Not a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we go back to the end of the year. Yes. We talked about future episodes of Geeksters for the year 2013. Right. Right. We have to go back to 2012 for this. <laughs> That's why way back. <laughs> where, where we mentioned, I believe it was me who mentioned, Geek Counter Geek. Yes. As a possible, something to look forward to in the coming year. Yes. Well, this episode was Superhero Debates. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's Geek Counter Geek. We own that. We're suing. <laughs> Plain and simple. Call my lawyer, Ed. <laughs> and what makes it worse in the episode they use one of our debates yes <laughs> which kind of sucked like, get our law firm on the phone do we cheat him in hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was kind of annoyed I was like oh, sons of bitches <laughs> so they believe it <laughs> so like they ripped us off yeah now I'm hurt <laughs> well, I'm just glad they're listening to the show that's right that's a good way to look nice spin Ed yeah that's you always looking on the positive side of things. That's right. Yep, your glass is always half full. <laughs> Mine's always half empty. <laughs> Screw that. I take the half full or half empty glass, drink it all, and throw it against the wall. <laughs> Screw you. And then storm off. And write my diary. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> today, today, King of the Nerds really got me angry. <laughs> Stupid Kevin Smith. <laughs> The <laughs> reason why I say that is because anybody who watched the show, their guest judges mm. for were some debate guy 
<laughs> some head of the big guy you're like I've never met this guy before yeah. and then Kevin Smith and Jason Muse you know respectively known as Jay and Silent Bob yes who so right away they have to perform these debates, debates. in front of public speaking first of all because they're, they're in a crowded th- like about 100 150 people in this, yeah. this amphitheater right kind of thing in front of two movie stars and some guy it was a forensic debater from uh, University of California, I believe. It was. Okay, yeah. so it was a uh, he has an official title. Yes, whatever. <laughs> not the famous, only... not famous guy. Two famous people. <laughs> well, I had to even out the uh... sure. <laughs> the so, now, what do you remember? What the uh, what the debates were? The debates were yes. Um, not in order, but uh... well, it doesn't have to be in order. It's not like these people are going to be you know. Dear Geeksters. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, one was, uh, should uh, superheroes be accountable for their abilities uh, for under common law? What do you think? Um, no. I don't think so either. <laughs> and that's the one Danielle had, and she also agreed with us. Yes. <laughs> so, woo-woo! <laughs> the other one was um, the, uh, whether it's the ability to, which was our first argument, was the... Um, whether have the abilities, whether have to be naturally born with it or have it um, thrust upon you. you. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah, like you said, right out of the womb, you have special powers. Yes. Or, you hit, you know, or then some evil scientist is over you going, I'm going to make you do this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on that one? I was my my viewpoint was uh, to have it thrust upon you. Really? Yes. I'm kind of on the fence on that one because I, I kind of think that if, if being born with it, it's probably better. Because you get to learn how to hone it and control it. And right. You have able your to lifetime mean, to do that. Yeah. You know, by the time you really can put it to good use, you know, you can actually fine-tune it like a surgeon's laser. But the thing is, I always say, is, is that you, you still have to go through puberty and through, like, most of your, like, teenage life. And it's pretty hard to go through that. And then have these abilities that you can't really control. Yeah, true. But it's just like puberty. You just got to handle it. You, what you do is you just don't talk about it. <laughs> just don't talk All of a sudden, there's a web shot across the floor. That wasn't me. <laughs> that <laughs> never happened to me before. That, that never happened to me before. He kisses Mary Jane for the first time. Flip, flip, flip. Ew. It's all sticky. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, do you remember what the other one was? There was four, but he only got to the three of them because right. the Realm of the Forsaken Orb, or whatever they're called, Yes, they actually smoked Team Blah Blah Lixerfee. Lixerfee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't remember the third one. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is the uh, Team Danielle won. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm just, team Danielle won, Team Not Danielle lost. <laughs> <laughs> Servants of the Forsaken Orb won. And Team Black's pretty lost. Team Danielle. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I can't. Too long of words for me. Small words help Sean. <laughs> Team Danielle. Two words easy remembered. <laughs> help Hulk. <laughs> Hulk need help. <laughs> Hulk confused. What's Hulk doing on show? We'll get to you later, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as a uh, whole, yay, we won. They got to go skydiving yeah. in a tube. So they basically just kind of had jumpsuits and big giant fan underneath them. And they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Indoor skydiving. While the blue team had to figure out who they're going to vote, who they're going to put into the 
Nerd off. Nerd off. Nerd off. <laughs> Two nerds enter, one nerd leave. Nerd off. Thunder nerd. So Alana, our team Batman expert, really showed her chops in this episode. She was picked by her own teammates to go into the nerd off. Yes. And Team Danielle picked uh, Genevieve. Genevieve, yes. And at this point in time, though, Genevieve and Alana are kind of like mortal enemies. Kind of like Batman Joker, <laughs> to use Alana's terminology. Because she's all because she's all about Batman. Yes. So, you know, it's like, okay, you got, like, what was it? Two hours or five hours? Two hours. Two hours. So, so, yeah, to uh, study. So now, Ed, let me ask you a question. Yes. If you were given this task of this final nerd off. Yes. And it was going to be a quiz about superheroes. What would you do to prepare? Study the hell out of it. In what way? Go on the internet, look at every issue, like first year, when the years came out, who the characters were in those issues, uh, key storylines for uh, different uh, characters, um, both Marvel and DC. You know, sure, because you never know. You never know who's what thing. Even <clears throat> look up some Dark Horse stuff if there was uh, some odd stuff like Hellboy. And, and for all intents and purposes... That's what Genevieve did. Yes. She kind of sat her little butt down and did some research. Right. Now, what did Alana do? Nothing. Two words. Jack squat. <laughs> you know, she did nothing. She basically just said, oh, I'm going to smoke these people because I know everything about comics. Right. Oh, I'm so great. My husband and I have a warehouse. Wait, hold on for a second. <laughs> did you just say husband? <laughs> wow. Good for you, sweetheart. Found someone that will put up with your shit. <laughs> but she was just all like, oh, we have a warehouse full of comic books, and I know this, and I know that. And then she would, somebody asked her. So, yeah, like it, like, it was just like, okay, well, and even Team Danielle was, it was uh, Joshua? Is it Joshua? Yes. He was basically talking to Alana going, okay, this is what you want to kind of keep in mind. Keep this in mind. Like, basically trying to help her because they want her to win. win right. Because... She's obviously the weakest player on the blue team. Right. But Alana and her ego kind of thought she knows everything about everything. Right. She's just going to go in cold and smoke Genevieve. Right. And the whole time, that's what she kept saying. She was like, whoever you put me up against is going home. Yep. She was just cocky and arrogant and just karma's a bitch. Yes. Kind of, basically. (laughs) You know, because there they are and they're basically, we're going to ask you four questions? Yes. And, well, I mean, it's, I guess it could be four questions. Right. Basically, for each question you got right, you got to go through a wall. Right. Right you through know. a barrier. Right. Just, you know, all cutesy because they're all they were dressed like superheroes. So you right. got to do the Hulk smash through a wall. <laughs> Hulk now know why he an episode. Hulk smash! <laughs> Man, one of them should have dressed up as She-Hulk at least. <laughs> no. We don't talk. Hulk don't talk about She-Hulk. Oh, okay. She cousin. She cousin. <laughs> but Hulk this, don't go there. Hulk don't go there. <laughs> Put it quite bluntly, Genevieve kicked Alana's ass. Right. And Alana just stood there like a dope. Right. Like completely confused that why are they having these questions? And these questions are so hard is what she said in her okay, professional. The, the first question, well, one of the questions was what year did Superman first appear? Yes. You know, That's probably the only one I got right. <laughs> which out of these doctors, which one had a, you know, a real doctorate? 
Uh, Hawkeye has a brother. What's his name in the comic? He's a villain. You know, here's four people. Which one of these people is not part of the Batman universe? That is the first question. Yes. And Alana got it wrong. All she could recognize was one person's name from the Batman universe. And that's the reason why she she picked that. She didn't pick that one. Right. The other three were a guess. Yes. I'm like, holy crap. I'm, we're not, I'm not going to go through the details of each question because, quite frankly, I forgot most of them. <laughs> All I know is, is that Genevieve whooped Alana's ass. Right. Plain and simple, which is great for blue team, but not so great for Danielle, or orange Danielle team. <laughs> because that keeps Genevieve around. Right. And, and, I mean, I'm sure Alana's a sweetheart and a nice person in general. Right. And the problem with some of these shows is that it's suggestive editing. They kind of make you look either smarter than you really are or dumber than you really are. Right. And they, I don't think they really, like, they really made her the geek's geek. Yes. Like... Because she was, in the first episode, the last geek picked of the teams. <laughs> she wasn't picked at all. Really. She wasn't picked really, Exactly. She wasn't picked at all. And it was like, she literally was like, like I said, if, if geeks don't want to pick you, you're the bottom end of the barrel as far as right. geekdom goes. Right. You know? So, they kind of edited her in this episode, like, the whole, she didn't come off too bright either. Like, no. She, and she's one of those people that lingers. You know those type people. Uh, the kind of people that come into a room and they just kind of stand by you while you're having a conversation with somebody. They hover, <laughs> you know, and just waiting for their chance to try to get in or maybe that they look at you with these big eyes hoping that you'll pull them into the conversation and you're not, but they just still hang around. Yeah. Oh, people creep the hell out of me. <laughs> or you'll be having a conversation and they'll jump in and say something completely inappropriate or just silly. Right. And you, or not even on the topic of the conversation yeah. you're having. Yeah. Like, we were having a conversation about Batman. And, you know, she'd come out with, so, the uh, sky is awfully blue today, you know, to kind of put that conversation to a screeching halt so that everybody looks at her, looks at that person and yeah. go, yeah, okay, <laughs> and then go back to their conversation. <laughs> I mean, they even literally had the one shot with her, like, going into Team Danielle's room. And kind of Danielle and Moo were there, and and she just stood in the room, stood in the doorway more. <laughs> yeah, just kind of hovered in the doorway, didn't say two words, you know, until they kind of were like, "You're not going to walk away, so we might as well talk to you," right? Kind of thing. And then she was kind of like, "All, oh, oh, I'm all about the f- team, Danielle, <laughs> team of the Forsaken Orb. Whoa, <laughs> I'm going to kick ass, all for you guys." And they're like, "No, you're not." Like, <laughs> like. We want you to win, sure, but you do not speak for us, woman. <laughs> so, needless to say, she lost and she got booted off. Yes. Yeah. You know, next week uh, should be kind of good. You know, I think now they're down to seven. Seven. So, I think that whoever gets voted off next week, I think the following week is when they're going to join, make it every man for themselves. Self, right. You no, know, I don't know who's going to win. I hope, really hope, I, I kind of hope Virgil's off it next week. <laughs> you know, I'm all Team Danielle, so my girl's going all the way. Woo! (laughs) So that's pretty much our TV roundup for the night, folks. And I think it's time for now Nerd News. Nerd News. And today, Nerd News. Right off the bat, I found an interesting article that I thought was funny and I thought I would share it with you guys. Is that hackers took over emergency broadcast system to warn of zombies. Get out of here. Oh, no. Really? Yes. That's awesome. I really wish... You know, what the problem is is that no one pays attention to that anymore. I remember back being a kid, 
we used to have watch a, car- a cartoon or something, mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, we interrupt this station for an, an emergency broadcast system. This is a test. This yeah. was an actual emergency. You'd be instructed what to do and tell you not to panic and don't run out of the house screaming, fire! You know? <laughs> Apparently, uh, the people of Montana got a surprise on Monday when uh, in the middle of the Steve Wilkes show, never heard of it, so I guess it's a local show for them, <laughs> had an emergency broadcast to air warning people that dead bodies are rising from the graves. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> oh, so War of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah, from the comfort of their computer, they can pretty tell it was a joke, and uh, they, they've ever thought God, it was a good laugh out of it. So wait, they didn't get into trouble or anything? No. So the, the whole state of Montana just went, oh, God's a good one. <laughs> oh, you guys got us. I don't, there was no like people panicking, or they just kind of knew right yeah, away. They kind of knew right away that you know it's just hokey, and they just, really yeah. Because I would think my time is a good place for the rubes to kind of go dead bodies. Huh? Martha got the shotgun. <laughs> I think West Virginia would have been the perfect place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Montana, I think it's still Midwest kind of, you know, like oh no, get in the shed, the zombies are coming. <laughs> you mean your nephew? The one who's always hot? No, the other zombies. Uh, at, least, at least it was all in good fun. No one got hurt and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what else you got there? Okay, the rumor of the day, well, it's been the rumor of the week, I guess, uh, is uh, Beale's uh, Justice League scripts, uh, uh, Justice League movie got scrapped. Big shocker. Yeah. That, that goes under the category of things we didn't see coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's okay. What does to me? I, I read this article. Okay. So to me, basically, it comes down to the reason why they 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 didn't tell you why they scrapped the script, but they do give you what the plot line of the script was. Right. And it was basically Darkseid. Who, for those people who don't know, Darkseid is an alien. He's leader of a planet called Acropolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Acropolis. Acropolis. Mm-hmm. His name is Darkseid, and he invades Earth. Yes. Which is, yes, a plot line of the Justice League comic books. It was the first arc in the New 52. Right. However, alien invasion on Earth, team of superheroes get together to stop the invasion. <laughs> Didn't we see that movie? <laughs> Wasn't that called The Avengers? <laughs> yes. So I think that somebody looked at the script and went, yeah, I saw this. This is The Avengers. Do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Which kind of brings up a a good kind of segue into Warner Brothers is so desperate for a franchise. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about movie franchises, especially in the realm of the Warner Brothers studios, what were their big ones? Batman, which is done. Right. Harry Potter, again, done. Mm -hmm. The Twilight Saga, again, thankfully, done. Done. You know, so these those are like their big franchises that are done. They're, They're over. They don't have anything to grasp onto. Right. Like, sure, they're going to do Man of Steel, but they're hoping that does real well to be able to do a franchise movie out of it. Yeah. Where D- Disney's got Marvel and Star Wars. Right. They, got their, they, got, they have their franchise. New Line Cinema has the Lord of the Rings books. Right. That's, I mean, granted, there are two more movies and they'll be done, but oh well. I mean, they, they have a franchise. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a rumor that Universal's looking to purchase the Lord of the Rings trilogy so they can open a park up. Really? Yes. Huh. Well, that's not, that, that'd be kind of a nice idea. Yeah. It'll give those little people jobs. <laughs> <laughs> come, let's come to... Come, Hobbits. <laughs> come, come to the Shire, see the Hobbits. Hello? <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the Shire. <laughs> 
it's not the lollipop guild. It's this. But no, but you know, you ever notice most of those little people kind of have a high pitch voice. Hi, hi, welcome to the Shire. So you're Mickey, you're saying Mickey Mouse is a hobbit? Oh, hi. <laughs> no, Mickey Mouse is a giant freaking rat. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> oh, hi, welcome, welcome to the Shire. <laughs> Hulk no like rat. <laughs> Hulk smash rat. Hulk, uh, Hulk realized he owns me now. <laughs> Hulk nothing but pawn in game of life. <laughs> yeah, so they have those. They have their franchises. Mm-hmm. Universal's got. I mean, for all intents and purposes, uh, Sky, the James Bond, the MGM Universal are kind of see- the same. I think. Yes. So every major studio has like some sort of. Uh, Franchise, yes. Warner Brothers doesn't, so they're super desperate to figure out something to start making some money on a franchise, right? But I think they're just again going about it all wrong because it's like we want to shove out something real fast, real quick, and then work or do the group movie and then break it off into separate movies mm-hmm. because they don't want to admit that Marvel did it right. So we're going to try doing, we're going to try to reverse engineer it and give you the big group first and then make the Flash movie, make the Wonder Woman movie. Right, but it's floundering. I, <laughs> Warner Brothers just wise up. This is from this is Sean from Geeksters, located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm offering myself up as a creative consultant. Yes, a creative consultant. I'll, I'll work for cheap, <laughs> not too cheap. I, you know, I gotta put food on the table. But you hire me, and I will help. Help me help you. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know much about, I mean, I know enough about comics to be dangerous, but I also know, you get the guys that know their yeah, shit. You'll actually take the time and read a comic book. I do. <laughs> and go, this is wrong because in this issue, this is what's going on. But you know what? I'm willing to bet that nobody in Warner Brothers reads comics. Yeah. They just want to buy a right to something. And unfortunately, I mean, okay, where I think DC excels, and we've talked about this in the past, mm. is their animation department. Yes. We just recently saw Batman Dark Knight Returns Part, Part two, 2, and it was a phenomenal movie. Yes. Great bookend to, you know, it's a great two-piece movie. Part 1 and Part 2. I'm waiting for the special release where they put the movies together as one big movie. One and big, really so long-length movie? It, well, I mean, you figure both movies were like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. So it's like a, you figure a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. Which is no no shorter than anything else. Right. I think if they want to go bold, put the movies together and release it in theaters. Yeah. That'll make gazillions of bucks. Yeah, it's a two-and-a-half-hour cartoon, but it's not a cartoon. It is a work of art. Right. It is a truly a work of art. I mean, it. you laugh, you cry. It becomes a part of you. It's like cats. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> My life was changed after watching this movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think... <laughs> I don't want to compare it to cats. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fame of the opera. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that one. All right. So, yeah, I think that, you know, they got to get off their asses. Warner Brothers needs to hire somebody, Sean from Philadelphia, <laughs> to help them figure out what to do with movies, with their yeah. with their superhero movies. And I'll just be like, you know what, hire this guy to write the script because he's written comic books. Get this guy to direct because he says he's a fan of that. You're like, yeah. Get, like, Get the people who like the project right. to actually get on board. Don't just hire the hot director of the week 
for a product that he doesn't never read. Right. Or cares about. Or cares about. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why when we saw the, the Wonder Woman TV show that David E. Kelly was writing yes. for, we, Ed and I, saw the pilot. Yes. I brought it over. And the writing was shit. Yes. Action was good. Great. Yeah. It was great action. But you could tell he never read a Wonder Woman script. Never read a comic book. Yeah. Doesn't know anything about Wonder Woman. Right. He was trying to make it make her a hip chick of the now. Right. And that's not personally. I think that you kind of still need that almost childlike innocence of a woman coming into the world. Yes. Kind of thing because she comes from a, an island with no technology and thrust upon a world where it's this big, huge, expansive, loud with men and women and technology. Right. You got to go that aspect. I mean, if you want to have her already established as a superhero, that's okay. You know, and then through the, what they're doing with Arrow, through like a series of flashbacks, right? How he got to where he is, Today, yeah. You know, but I, it doesn't surprise me that Warner Brothers can't get shit done. Hire me, please. <laughs> Anybody out there who listens to Geeksters, please hand this episode to somebody who knows somebody who's related to somebody that's sleeping with somebody. <laughs> From Warner Brothers. <laughs> and tell them to contact me. Email me. At Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Yes. Please. I'll straighten that place out in a month. <laughs> Walk in. You're fired. All you. Get out. <laughs> All right. What else you got in news? Uh, CW has announced early renewals for breakout superhero drama Arrow, the top-rated Vampire Diaries, and the network's longest-running series, Supernatural. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I, I, I read the the snippet scanning the headlines about Arrow being picked up for a second season. Yes. Which was good. You've watched it. I watch it. Yes. It's a good show. Great show. It's a great show. It's not like, oh, I'm a superhero. I'm going to wound you. This guy plants arrows into people's chests. <laughs> Kills them outright. How right. can you not love that? And then, of course, they have uh, additions for the next season. They uh -huh. have uh, James Callias, who's uh, by, uh, in Battlestar uh, Galactica as uh, Gaius Baltar. He's going to be the Dodger. Alex Kingston from Doctor Who. She's going to be Donna Lance. Uh, Dana Lance, sorry. And uh, Cotton Haynes from Teen Wolf, which is the MTV show. Yes. And he's going to be Roy Hopper. Okay. Well, now back up for a second. Yes. Was Teen Wolf canceled no so this is kind of like a he's guest the, right he's he's departing and he's going to do a couple guest spots but he, he might be a more uh, permanent okay member so, because roy harper i had to look this up i didn't know these characters names because i'm not 100 percent familiar with green arrows uh, okay. line, so i had to look these people up uh roy harper was uh the original speedy in the green lantern back in 1941 uh, okay. right so he was the then of course it becomes his sister Right, well, his sister's name is Speedy. It's right. a, a turn nickname, so I wonder if they're going to kind of break that character into two different people because a, a Speedy... Well, the, the the whole thing is it's, she's uh, Roy Harper's going to have a relationship with Thea, which is the Speedy. Oh, okay, the show. gotcha. So that's, that's kind of like, I guess, where the tie-in comes in. All right. And uh, Dana Lance is the original uh, Canary. Right. So she's going to be in it. So that's going to be They think she's, they're going to do flashbacks as her as the Canary that, in the show. That would be good. And then, of course, the Dodger um, is a character from recent issues from uh, like 2004. And he's an evil villain for the... All right. Green Arrow series. Well, I, I like the fact that they're actually bringing in supervillains and other superheroes in the small villain way. Right. Where they're, they're kind of giving you like, oh, you know her as Canary, but we're going to do our own spin on her. Right. So 
you know, because the girl who's playing his ex-girlfriend yes. in the show, she's also a Black Canary. Yes, she's a, she's Black Canary too, yeah. Right, so it's kind of like, are they going to... Are they going to bring Black Canary in and something's going to happen and then the new girl's going to take over? Possibly. That'd be kind of nice. we have to watch it to find out. Ooh, tune in, people. Tune in. <laughs> and, okay, well, now, obviously, uh, I'm glad to see Supernatural still on. Yes. Because I love that show. show's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Um, and what was the other one, too? It was uh, Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. Again, another show, my guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. The guy who hates Twilight loves the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> I, you know what? It's a weird thing because, okay, I, I am a person who I will insult and pick on something. Yes. But I at least try to watch it or read it just so I kind of get a feel for it. So I know that at least I have something to back up my insults with. Yeah, you're not you're not just insulting it, just not watching it all. You're going to go into it um, for your own experience and go, yeah, I hate it because this is the reason. Right. I'm not a troll who's just going to have an opinion on something and with no backing behind it. Right. So, like, I saw the billboards for Vampire Diaries. I mean, okay, yes, I saw the first two Twilight movies. I, I really should have stopped at the first one because I, I hate them all. Like, <laughs> I hate them all. They should all just die. <laughs> so then when I'm seeing the billboards for Vampire Diaries, I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. A TV show that's ripping off Twilight. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? Let's watch at least the first episode so I can at least go, yeah, I know, I know I hate it. Like, <laughs> but it did kind of suck me in because it was there was violence. There was really good violence and blood. And it wasn't just like, oh, but I love you. Oh, but you shouldn't because I'm a bad boy. But I love you because you're a bad boy. Oh, don't love me because I'm a bad boy because I'm really a vampire. It was none of that. Look at me, I twinkle in the daylight. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, these these guys can walk through the daylight because they have a, a ring that was, you know, spelled by a witch. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense than Twinkly Vampire. Right. So I'm glad to see that show still going because it is actually a good show. I recommend it for people who have not watched the show, like Ed, who doesn't get it. I watch it occasionally. Occasionally. Because my wife watches it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm a single guy going, eating popcorn going, no, pick Damon. No, pick <laughs> Stefan. Just rip someone's heart out. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's a lot that's of that too. That's what you're really open for. There's right? rims getting ripped off, ripped off, heads flying. I mean, Damon at one time walked up to a guy who was a werewolf, punches his chest in, and rips out his heart and shows it to him before he falls down. How can you not love a show like that? How can you not? If they did more of that, they to, do. Like to an episode, not just like they do. There's, it's not. It's not. It's, there's not a lot of. Teen angst, you know, because yeah, that's that's the other thing kind of bothers me. When do they go to school? <laughs> well, they're in high school, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> it's one of those shows again. That well, bothers no, the show, is, the like, show does take place in high school. Sometimes they sometimes they do have to go to high school. There's all these dances that they go to. <laughs> What's class happen at this school? Well, no wonder our American education is down the crapper. You like school and vampire diaries. No class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and finally, this is the one that really bothered me the most out of all the news. And I want to share it with everybody. 
not the fact we all know that G4 is finally leaving us yeah. the final two episodes uh, back in January for X-Play and for Attack the Show and uh, G4 will turn into Esquire Channel on April 22nd of this year so it's basically the mm. men's magazine. Yes, men's magazine. 80 years of magazine, they're going to turn into a network. The thing that really bothers me is the fact that these some of these shows that they're putting on in in, in lieu of the, uh, of the channel. <laughs> Uh-oh. Nerd Rage! <laughs> Hulk no like this channel. Hulk no like Esquire. First off, they're going to bring back American Ninja Warrior. They're going to show that on the Esquire channel and on NBC. So that's the only show that I'll be looking forward to on the station. Okay, so it's one of the original programmings that G4 did wear. And it's the only one they're going to keep. Then they have... Um, okay, well, hold on for a second. So mm-hmm. they're not... They're not going to air the show that it's actually a spinoff of, the um, the Ninja Warrior. This is just the American Ninja this Warrior. This is just the American Ninja Warrior. Are they going to send the winners to the Ninja Warrior? I have no idea. They're not. They're so I get a feeling they're going to they're gonna try making it... I think at this point, reading these articles, because there's two articles on this on this uh, uh, news item, and uh, basically what it's saying is, I think they're still scrambling around putting shows together for it. That that annoys the shit out of me. Right, exactly. Because you know you're you're defunking this this channel. Where's your program? Your programming should already be in place. Right. You freaking idiots. So here's the shows that they're replacing it with. Okay. Okay. First one is called Knife Fight. So you're thinking, ooh. Knife Fight. No. So I'm going to shiv a bitch. <laughs> That's right. But here is, here's, what it's, here's what the show is about. It's an underground after-hours cooking competition where talented chefs go head-to-head in front of a rowdy crowd of celebrities, critics, and diehard foodies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I the, would, but... Isn't that like I every other show here. on the Food Network? Yes. And then they have two other shows. Oh, okay, who oh, oh, okay, we go. Okay. No, no I'm going to... No, okay, people... Ed, Ed told me about this article, and I told him to wait for it on the air so we can both vent at the same time yes. kind of thing. Because now now I'm getting mad. Yes. So they destroy a channel that was kind of nerd central. Right. Where it kind of gave you the latest in hip, cool culture. Gaming, movies, video games, tar- uh, they television. Said, they said, screw you to an entire generation of people. Right. And I replaced it. With yet another food competition show. Right. All right, go on. Okay. Then there's two shows. Uh, the executive producer is Anthony Bourdain is the um, executive producer of these shows. And it's called The Getaway and 0.0. Okay. Anthony Bourdain sounds familiar. Isn't Anthony he? Bourdain is a chef. He was... Okay, the, so no more cooking shows? Well, no. These are travel shows. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing... They travel from place to place and talk yes. about food. It features, features travel long, well-known personalities, uh, uh, people really famous for excellence in their fields, who take viewers to their favorite cities uh, on the planet and giving the inner side track on like spots to eat and so spots to hang ba- out. So basically, if you and I were famous, they come to our town and I take them to Pat's or Gino's exactly. for a cheesesteak. Yeah. Fucking people. <laughs> Holy Christ. And of course, to top it off, they. Oh, you mean you you left off the best one for last? <laughs> I don't know if it's the best, but it's it's the worst. <sighs> oh. <laughs> They're going to uh, re uh, do shows. Well, not redo shows, but but basically re air shows of Park and Recreations, the show on NBC with Amy Fuller. Oh, gee, man, I, I, oh. <laughs> and the star show called Party Down. Okay, what's that about? I have no idea. They, I don't watch. I don't get stars, so I have no idea. Ooh. I think I might have... No, I think that was a catering... Uh, there was a show 
with one of the girls that I remember from like Mean Girls, and she was in Cloverfield. She was in the first season of in the first season of True Blood. She was Sookie's brother's girlfriend, which I, I can't remember his name. Anyway, so basically, yeah, I, I, I think it's a catering show. Is it? Okay. Well, I was explaining this to my wife. That's what she was telling me. The star show. Oh, okay. Out, so I, I have seen a, I've seen one episode and it was funny. But okay, well, let, let's take a look at who owns this channel. Right. This channel is owned by the people who own E, mm-hmm. Universal, and, and Comcast, and Bravo. Bravo. Yes. Okay. So they're just taking their programming and just shifting it to another channel under the guise of being for the new for the modern male. Yes. I literally want to walk into someone's office and smack the shit out of them. Uh, well, I would like this. I like to actually push it to the audience. I like to see if there's a modern male out there. Are these shows that you're really interested in? Cooking and traveling. Are these the kind of shows that you want to get into? Especially when going from a channel that was talking about video games, movies, and television and the genres that we enjoy most. And not only that, I mean, like, I, I guess, you know, you, we're catering to our audience a little bit because yeah. we are the, the people who listen to our show, we'd be going, no, because I'm listening to you guys. Right. But I, I think to me it's more along the lines of not only that, but what about the E3 shows, the latest in technology? Right. Or the San Diego Comic-Con. Who's going to cover that with the latest in new releases for movies that are coming out in theaters? Right. You know, that's where they go to push their wares for the summer blockbusters. Right. So who's going to cover that? Right. It just makes zero sense. I mean, okay, fine. I understand that certain channels fade away, you know, and they got to do something to spice it up and bring viewership in. But how is this going to revolutionize anything? Even if the modern man, I mean... I consider myself kind of a modern guy, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I mean, I still have a little, uh, you know, old man screaming along, get off my lawn, kids, in me. <laughs> you know, and I do realize there's probably more years behind me than there are ahead of me. <laughs> but the idea of changing what is right now the peak of geek and nerd culture, you know, where people go for internet information and movies and TV, you know, and then it's take that away from them. It seems like somebody at that station who's ever running that channel now right has no clue has not have their pulse on anything that's going on in the world right right so what i like to pose to our audience the fact is is watch american ninja warrior because that is a very good show but don't watch anything else just just turn the channel off and walk away from it I, you know what i hate I, this. I, I, I rather see i want to see that show be like the number one show on their channel and the only show that people watch. You know what? I, don't, I, I, why I kind of support that cause. Yeah. I'm more screw it, burn it to the fucking ground. Take them all out. Take them all out. Don't watch the channel at all. Okay. You know, sometimes one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You got one good show on that channel. Well, I'm thinking if they, if they, if people think, well, wait, American Ninja Warrior is doing so well, maybe we should bring back some of that programming. That people love. That's a good point. But then that person who made that decision to keep American Ninja Warrior, he looks like the hero of okay. the group. Rather, I'm like, you know what? Burn them all. All right. Well, you know what? In that case, ban the whole channel. Watch American Ninja Warrior on NBC because they'll, they'll air it there. And that's, because my that's lo- where you'll get your American Ninja Warrior. Because my, my rationale is, like I said, I'm more the let's go and kill them all. <laughs> because that one guy who, who had... Had the idea of keeping that show on, mm-hmm. will get picked up by another company because they, they you know, because of that show. Right. Like, I mean, if you want to watch that one show, I will support that because I do think yes, it is a great show, even though it is a ripoff of just a regular Ninja Warrior. Yeah, 
But as far as the whole channel, I just... Well, that's the only, mer- only time we're going to get at Ninja Warrior at this point anymore. Right. I just think no one should watch that show, that, that channel at all, because it, just for the sake of letting whoever made those decisions realize they failed at their job. Yeah. And the problem is, though, in the, in the entertainment industry, even if you fail at your job, nothing ever really bad happens to you. Because you're still head of a department, right. you very rarely get fired because you can just let the shit roll downhill and fire the people who are underneath you. Right. And then this guy, whoever made that decision, is still around to wreak havoc wherever the freak he wants to go. Yeah. Let's attack! <laughs> Nerds unite! <laughs> Hulk smash! Hulk smash Esquire channel! <laughs> Uh, that, you're right. That, I'm glad you saved that for now because I would have been out there and I'm having you know our our, our pre-show smokes going. <sighs> I can't believe they did that. <laughs> Sons of bitches! And then here I'd be like, Oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> oh, really? No, you go ahead. You yell. <laughs> oh man, that annoys me. And that's all I have for nerd news. That's it. That's it. <sighs> and now we like to go on with our viewer request. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I received an email from Robert from Cleveland, who asked us to uh, give us our or, or give our opinions on a movie called Switchblade Sisters. <laughs> okay, for those people who don't know, <laughs> Switchblade Sisters was um, originally called Jezebels. The yes. Jezebels. It was a 1975 release, and you know, it was basically it's in the realm of grindhouse movies, right? Where it's a gang of girls. <laughs> pretty much it the only redeeming quality of it is is that anybody who's ever watched that 70s show don is dead don stark yes he's actually in the movie (laughs) as one of the one of the guy one of the guy gang members he's like the second in control yes but i'm right away i this is where this is where (laughs) i think sometimes i amaze even myself as soon as i saw him i went i know that guy that's don is dead and then ed looked at me like Huh? <laughs> yeah, He's like, no, it's not. Nah. So I quick up, opened up my IMDb app. Went, huh? huh? What's the name of this movie? Switchblade, Switchblade Sisters came up as the Jezebels, and I was like, Don Stark. What else is being? Oh, look, he was in that '70s show. Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how actually it happened. <laughs> that, yep, that was word for word. People, welcome to our world. We just let you in a little behind the scenes. <laughs> Of what goes on here at Geeksters. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the movie is, like I said, it's uh, 1975, so I was a youngin' when this movie ever came out. Right, so was I. And I, I gotta say, once again, I am, I kind of, do you ever, like, sometimes look around and go, I'm so glad I live in this day and age? Because <laughs> if that movie accounts for what was in the movie theaters when I was in 1975, I'm so glad I wasn't a teenager or, like, my age now back then. Right. Because, talk about shit. <laughs> it was laughable. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I didn't think it was great, but, I mean, it was one of those movies that I just couldn't turn away. Like, wasn't one of like movies I'm like, oh, stop. This is just too bad. I gotta... We've had a couple of those. Lose, right? This is kind of like one of those car wrecks where you, start, you drive by real slow going... Oh, you know there's blood. Yes. You know, it was one of those, I just can't look away. <laughs> that's how That's how kind of good, bad it was. Yes. Because. You it's did, so bad it was good. <laughs> it was one of those like, oh, I can't believe we're watching this. Oh, and you're laughing at parts I know you're not supposed to laugh at. <laughs> and and it, it was a good time movie. I mean, 
it was a movie where you just kind of go, this is so stupid, but I'm just going to laugh at it and be able to find the enjoyment that way rather than going, this is the epitome of movies. <laughs> what I thought was even more interesting was the fact that it, it was released on DVD under um, Quentin Tarantino's Rolling Thunder production agency. Right, he picked it up, he bought it. He's buying all those kind of films because right. he enjoyed those a lot. Right, because those movies influenced him as a kid to make the movies that he makes today. Yes. Like, if you th- think about it, like, that movie could have been a direct influence to Jackie Brown, uh, an, an exploitation movie of some right. sort, or Pulp Fiction. Yes. So, I mean, those movies do have a place in history. And, and what I like about Quentin, what he does is, you know, he'll take, like, we're making a Grindhouse movie, and these are the movies that I watched to help influence this movie. And I want to pass them on to you, because if you like this movie, then I think you're going to enjoy this movie. Right, right. You know, the movie that inspired me to do that. I think it was a better understanding of Quentin's mind a little bit in terms of certain movies like Jackie Brown sure. and Pulp Fiction, watching Switchblade Sisters, doesn't it? And then, of course, he gave us a list of movies after the fact. Of course, I can't remember any of them now at this point. Of course, always a short showtime. I can't remember a thing. Right. Cause, and Ed's the note taker, too. That's I'm the one who flies by the seat of his pants. Ed's the pretty you know, the the organized one who comes in with papers and, you know, lists and notes. numbers and notes. And I'm the one going, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm his dad. I'm his daffy to my porky pig or ouch. <laughs> He's porky pig. I'm daffy. Well, porky pig was the tight, the, the tight guy. He was always like, <laughs> you're not helping yourself here in any way. He, he always was like the straight lace organized guy. And then, you always have Daffy coming in and just screw everything up, you know? That's like, true. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's how I see us. <laughs> Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. That's Sylvester. Oh. That's Daffy. Yeah. That's Daff- Daffy does it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <sighs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I thought the I'm movie... not going to start like a pig, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that enough already during the show. Yes. <laughs> see? <laughs> I want to start doing that. <laughs> rabbit season. Duck season. season. Rabbit season. You're despicable. <laughs> but the movie itself, like, an overall movie, it was enjoyable. It was definitely like a, you would definitely see like a Saturday matinee kind of movie. Yeah. Like when you were a kid watching TV, it would pop up there. Right. Yes. Know. The old 48 channel. I, I, I find it hard to recommend a movie like that, especially because it's not really geek centric or right for for us it's not it's a geek centric it was enjoyable to watch if you you know do have it was to, a, it was a good time movie if you ha- yeah if you have nothing else to do and you know you see it on netflix go ahead and pick it up and and give you a laugh out of it the the recall some of the acting is just so over the top bad that that's where i find the most humor in it yes because it, it's it's a girl gang and they try to act real hardcore hardcore for the 70s <laughs> which really wasn't that well so and the, and the one girl looks like she's probably twelve. <laughs> to... I do like there's the one scene where there's a big like uh, gang war and that old '57 Chevy comes up and it's oh. it's got armor all over it. It definitely was uh, had to be influenced by Animal House because at one point in the, the gang is it's definitely it's a, a white gang of girls. Right. They need help to bring down the bad gang, which is a bunch of guys, by the way. Yeah. So their big plan is to go to the inner city female all black gang of girls <laughs> to kind of help to kind of join together to overthrow the evil white gang, evil white male gang. white male gang, and it's stereotypical for the, the that day and age because 
the 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 girl the black girls were all um, Black Pantherish like yeah. fight the man Black and Power Black Power and funny lines in that and then see if they and they were the ones who were kind of like were the muscle they kind of had the guns yeah heavy guns so, so there's a scene where there's a the bad gang shooting up the place. And it looks so back lot. It's yeah. hysterical. I think it was actually on that back lot in Universal <laughs> Studios. Studios. <laughs> yes. They're shooting the place up. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this it, literally, if they would have put smoke bombs on it, it would have been right out of Animal House. It was a, a classic car with paneling, like metal sheets around it, like kind of <laughs> tankish with slots that people can shoot machine guns out of. <laughs> I was waiting for John Belushi to come swinging by in a pirate outfit. <laughs> Grab a girl, give the eyebrows, and leave. <laughs> it was so funny because you're just like, wow, that's wow. Like, <laughs> and then the and then there's a big, of course, you know, it's very. And Quentin's the one who brought it to our attention because he kind of does an intro to the movie yes. and an outro to the movie. Right. In the outro, he did bring up that it is very uh, based on Shakespeare's Othello. Yes. Loosely. Very based. loosely. Because there is a girl who kind of talks in one girl's ear who's kind of like the leader, you know, and makes her kind of hate the girl who gets introduced, which would be the Othello character. Yes. And how she gets everybody together to fight the bigger evil kind of thing. But... It was very, like, loosely based on Othello. <laughs> but you kind of look go, all right, I can see where that idea came from. But whew, that was tough. Yes. It was because it was definitely not one of those, like, oh, yay, <laughs> movies. It was it was definitely interesting. So I, I do have to say I, I do thank for, I am thankful that, you know, we did do it. Yes. Because it's like, all right. And it also proves to you people that we do what we say we're going to do. If you write something into us and you want us to do something, we'll do it. Yes. <laughs> as long as it's, you know, within the realm of, you know, believability. It's yeah. not like, Sean and Ed, we want you to take Geeksters to the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <gasps> hello, this is Sean. This is Mission Control, Sean. Can we hear you? Can we hear you? Oh, yes, this is Geeksters. <laughs> Where are you now? On the moon. Are you sure? Yes. You know why? Why? There's more than the Martian. <laughs> then aren't you on Mars? No. <laughs> He's on the moon. <laughs> Did anybody be Marvin on the moon? Don't get mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Come on back. <laughs> One small leap for mankind. <laughs> One giant jump for geek kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darth, come back, Darth. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I like it up here. <laughs> These remotes are expensive. You gotta come back. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're gonna run out of air soon. No, I'm not. <laughs> up here, I'm one third my weight. <laughs> So you're a feather then? Yep. <laughs> I'm like a reed blowing in the wind. <laughs> if there was wind. <laughs> Me and Marvin are playing hopscotch. <laughs> what is on the dark side of the moon? <laughs> I'll let you guys know in a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come back. What's on the dark side of the moon? I don't know. It's too dark. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. I will one day. <laughs> well, if it's white, if it's bright out, then you won't see it. <laughs> I'm going to create flashlights. <laughs> Send up some mirrors. <laughs> We'll send a care package. Cool. <laughs> send half packets. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh so that's what I'm saying. Write in and if worst case scenario we'll always make a spit out of it. <laughs> so what else is on the agenda, Ed? <laughs> Alright, well let's go. Let's do a geek versus geek counter geek. Okay. Yeah. Right. Since we did discuss nerd debating. Yes. You know, basically they ripped us off again. Okay. Just to recap, folks, King of the Nerds ripped off Geeksters. We still watch it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah Danielle's on it. Pink hair girl. I like her. <laughs> hell. Gotta see how it ends. Yeah. I hope she guns them all down. <laughs> Yells something in Orcish and scampers away. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I we've kind of talked about like what do you think is more believable? Okay, Superman or Batman? What is more believable, Superman or Batman? That's really come on, come on. Because uh, we're both going to pick the same thing. Yeah, I think Superman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, how about this? Is Superman a believable character? Like, could an alien from another planet come land on our planet, be powered by the the sun, and have these superpowers? Would well, that be a believable scenario? Well, you know, I was just uh, just had a trip to the moon, as you know. Yes, I believe for those people, I think I mentioned it in my origin show. My uncle used to work for NASA. Yes, we, I, we, my dad and I have always asked him, "Is there life out there on other planets?" Mm-hmm. So, and my uncle said he couldn't tell us, right. but he could tell us one thing: that it was mathematically impossible for us to be the only ones out there. Okay. So I always took that as there's other aliens out there. Okay. Whether or not they look like Superman, right? It's a different story. I mean, if we were to talk about another race of humanoid beings, no, I'm talking like actual, like an super actual Superman, like an alien crash landed on the Earth, right. kind of going, "Hey, everybody, I'm uh, here to help you all." Is or just an alien crash landing on the Earth? Just, just an alien crash landing on the Earth has a physique like a man. Doesn't have to be like a hundred percent. Could be. Oh, that's why I said humanoid. Right. Okay. He could have a stump, a stump arm. Hey, how you doing? You can look at Roger from a, from American <laughs> Dad with a big head, short, stumpy legs, you know. And uh, well, yeah, but, that, but that's not that's kids kind of humanoidish, but you still got the gray thing going on. Yeah, you want a guy who looks like Christopher Reeve or, or well, basically could blend into the crowd. Like nobody would suspect him to be an alien from another race, from another planet. I think they're already here, Ed. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, like I said, I find it hard to believe that we're the only ones out here in the universe. So, yeah, I, I do think that there's a possibility of somebody coming out from another word. I, probably, I don't think it's going to happen any time our, in our lifetime or the next lifetime because I still think we're kind of like the <laughs> the children of the universe. <laughs> like, I really do think that what's on the dark side of the moon is a sign that says, do not land here with an arrow pointing at Earth. Right. You know, because I just don't think that we're able to... There's a large populace of people who would refuse to believe that there's out life out there on other planets. Okay. So I think that if a person landed on Earth and went, hey, everybody, I'm from Krypton. 
Right. Say, I think that it'd be the Frankenstein syndrome. They wanted they what we don't understand, we want to kill. Right. You know, and what we don't if we can't kill it, we want to sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't if we can't eat it, <laughs> we sleep with it. <laughs> That's 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 human nature. If I don't, if I can't eat this taco, but I'm gonna have sex with it. I'm gonna have sex with it. You know, <laughs> I just think that they're out there that people don't want to believe it, and I think that that like I said, there'll be that that fear, that panic of oh my god, oh my god. Now, granted, these are those majority of those people who think that way are also the ones that think that there's a there's a guy up in the sky who plants, you know, God. Right. They're the ones who were first in line to believe in God but can't believe that God would create another creature in this entire universe to come to talk to us. Well, okay, let's 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 we'll widen that perspective a little bit in terms of like the belief of God in terms of okay. But we're not getting theological in the no, show. No, not theological in the show. All right, good. But think of it this way. What if the people that believe in God here, right, only believes that the God belongs to this planet. So there's other gods in other worlds, you know, across the universe that created life just like our God created life here. So you're talking the, Scar- the Stargate effect. Yes. Okay. For those people who don't know, Stargate is a good movie with Kurt Russell, James Spader, and it's about basically human beings were slaves from another planet. And uh, am I right? And they used this gate to well, kind of... They, well, they, they've traveled from gate to gate. It's been There's, a long time since I've seen right. the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's not really like uh, we were enslaved here on Earth. I mean, a faction of us were, but the, the the main premise of it is is that there was other worlds that we could jump from, from going from world to world, and there was other species of life in those worlds that we could uh, interact with. Oh, basically, I do think, yeah, I, I think I think there is somebody out there. Sure, I think there's a race of people out there that will eventually come to us. I mean, do you think they have the technology? That's the thing. But I'm like, going back to the old Superman point is the fact is is that imagine a guy coming from like a, or a alien coming from another planet that crash lands and has the ability now with super strength flight super hearing right everything you know, like all, all the, the super bad, abilities the you know bad they, they the whole list but then you get the idea and, and and the thing is because that would be the key key thing for them to have because that's like you said we can't kill it we're going to sleep with it <laughs> <laughs> so we'll need those abilities that he won't be killed so he's got to be almost indestructible, pretty much. And then the fact is, you know, uh, you know, that's his choice if he wants to sleep with one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you figure he's going to realize that if he can't, you know. Well, I'm looking at it from his perspective. If I can do all these things, the first thing I'm going to do is if he, if I don't have the upbringing that Superman had, like that's the key weakness part of Superman is that he had a good upbringing. Right. So let's say, okay, how about if he not in Christ landed as a baby or or, or, or no. as a young child, like the whole Superman? You're saying story. If, if like a guy like me from another planet landed on Earth, right. and has all the abilities of Superman, but you still had the good upbringing based on your planet of your of your home world. I, you know what? I I don't know. I I think that if I well, see, I can't use I because I know I'd be the first person to go. I'm enslaving everybody. <laughs> you will all do my bidding. That's <laughs> right. So you're the you're the villain. <laughs> I mean, if he had what we, you know, see the thing is now you're getting into parenting. What do you consider to be a good upbringing? If he's got a strong moral base, right. whatever his moral code is. Well, the difference between right and wrong. If he has that, but again, what right, right, what right, be right, what might be right for you <laughs> might not be right for some. A man is boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just started went a different strokes there for a second. Um, <laughs> as long as you don't go into a stroke. Or 
fork. <laughs> I'm gonna end. I believe. <laughs> Will you take care of me forever and ever? <laughs> this week's episode of Geekstone. I, I think that if he has a good moral code, what we, and I'm, but I mean good by how we perceive good to make right. it nice and even playing field. Yes. Uh, I think he would just be looking down on us. Anyway, I think he, he would treat us like children. Well, doesn't Superman treat us like that one? Uh, yes, he does. Okay. I mean, to a certain to a certain extent, he wants to save everybody, but there is that moment where he's kind of like, oh, come here, shucks, you moron. Come on, get away. <laughs> like, you know, like, come on. Okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Like, I'm, I'm doing Superman stuff here. Go, go away. Like, I, I think that, you know, a creature's instinct would probably be, like, he would look down on us. Right. And then he would take him a little shit long time to try to understand us. Right. You know, how can you people live in this one world and hate each other? Right. So he might kind of become like the surrogate big brother and kind of be pushing everybody to their corners and flying around going, no, no, back in that corner. You didn't do your homework. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And i got to be honest, that would annoy the shit out of me if I was that guy. Right. Like, I crash landed on this freaking planet and I got to babysit you guys? Right. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be sitting there with all the abilities. I'm like watching a big screen TV going, what's next on the the basketball diaries? Or what's, uh, who's, who's going to get kicked off The Bachelor? You know? <laughs> That's, and just watch the news and just go laugh. Go, puny humans. Like, <laughs> I, I just think that, I think that it would be an, an annoying job, first of all. Right. I think he would try it because it's if it's in his moral code to try to do it. But I, I mean, I, I don't understand. That's one of the reasons why I could never understand Superman's logic is why does he keep doing it? Right. Sooner or later, you gotta get tired. Everyone gets tired of their job and a job he doesn't get paid for. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if you if you had a job where it's to watch nine billion annoying little kids for free. <laughs> How long do you think you would last at that job? Can you imagine, like, him, like, he, like, he saves, like, all these people in the burning building. Okay, that's uh, $295. Hell yeah. I would have myself a nice lawyer. I'd be carting him around with me with, with what we call an app and that little sliding thing for the phone to do credit cards. It'd be Superman Inc. I take Visa and MasterCard. Yeah, I take American all, Express. I think all of me cash works just as well, folks. You know, use my no, personal, no personal checks, please. Oh, use my X-ray vision. You got fifty bucks on you. Don't lie to me. Hand it over. Like, I'm sorry. I, I would never want to watch nine billion screaming children for free. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I just, I do. I believe there's a person out there. If he is, he's a way better man than I am. Because I had to have an infinite amount of patience. Right. To a point, but once I once that once I hit that fill of patience, I'm batshit nuts. I'm <laughs> uh, like, okay, England, go to your room. <laughs> America, stop whining. <laughs> it would just be like, uh, I would try to, yeah, I would try to get some shit done. Though, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be just like uh, breaking up. I mean, first you got to be everywhere at one point, at one time, right? Because. It'd be like, while you're trying to break up a bank robber, someone's getting mugged over there. Yeah. A completely different continent. You know, even with my super hearing, I, I can't do it all the time. Imagine that constant buzzing in your head. Right. You know, and then, help me. No, help me. No, help me. But don't you think that if you were doing those kind of things, if you're helping everybody, people that were going to mug somebody go, gee, you know what? Superman could show up at any moment. I, I better not. You know, maybe, I, maybe some crime would go down. 
you, some crime would go down, but I would be one of those criminals that would wait for the perfect moment. Oh, Superman is over in Australia doing a house fire. Right. I'm mugging that lady right now because there's no way in hell he's getting back in time. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it, but I would be constantly distracting him. He'd be like a little cat. I'd be like a little string. Go, look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Like Lex Luthor did in a couple episodes where he would, yes. he would p- 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 pose a uh, threat while he was making off of the heist. Exactly. Know, yeah, I mean, I think though. I mean, you have to look at the, the bigger picture. To me, is and I think he, you know, somebody like that would be great for the world because he would be somebody that would take, take care of the bigger problems, like you know, the whole threat of now North Korea creating the atomic bomb, you know, like the nuclear weapons and, and, and doing those kind of things, and him coming to you know say, hey, look. Gonna take your weapons away, you know. Keep this up, exactly. You know, I'm taking away yeah. your toys now. Go sit in the cool. You know, I mean, it's just like granted, like you know, you want to help the 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 helpless with the muggers and the and the thieves and all that <sighs> kind of stuff. But I mean, I'll be looking at the bigger picture. Like, what bigger world problems are there? Can I stop? But here's here's make a peaceful world. Here's the monkey and the here's the monkey wrench in that whole plan. What's that? The human beings are gonna bitch about something no matter what it is. It, it, like. Let's take a look at the big wars. Haters got to hate. Exactly. If you, let's say, let's say someone says uh, no more nuclear weapons. Right. Okay. And they take them all away. It's a quest for peace. Someone's going to, you're right. Someone's going to grab a, a, pick up a rock and hit you over the head because you still have something I want. Right. Our basic needs as humans are still too childish to actually get over jealousy, bigotry, racism, as long as those things are there, are prevalent in our society, right? Superman's job will never be done because everybody is going to hate somebody else. Yeah, but don't, even, you think, even, don't you think if he was an example for the greater good? Nope. You don't think so? No. In fact, I think more people reject him because of that. Who are you to tell me what to do, mister? This well, is I'm my not, life. I'm not saying he would force his ideology on you. Oh, you just, you just, I would just you say he would, just, by, he would lead by example. You... What kind of example can he lead? He can do anything. You can't. If, but case in point, you just brought the whole North Korea thing. Superman just swooped in, grabbed everything, and said, screw you guys, you're not allowed to play with these things, you're grounded. And he flies off. Yeah. When you take away one person's ability to do something, you leave the floodgates open for that person to take away anything else in your life. Next thing you know, Superman doesn't like the, the cut of your jib, young man, so now he's going to put you in a corner. He, he may decide that skirts should be no longer than below the knee. And then sweep up and take away all the skirts, all the mini skirts. Who's that hurting? Because he's offended by well, it? Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, they're, I mean, he also has to be governed by certain principles. Who's going to stop him? Who? Who his, his, moral, uh, his moral upbringing should be able to, <laughs> to stop him. I mean, the one thing is, is that if you have a nuclear weapon... You're going to blow up a few billion people. Yes. If if you're you have a mini skirt, you're just defending okay a but, few old people. But when you you take away all, let's say let's say you start off with the big one, you take away all nuclear weapons. Right. Okay. People are still going to hate you for whatever their reasons are. It's not like I can't blow them up, but I'll club them over the head. You know what's it going to do? Take away now all sticks. Well, but it, but it'd be easier for me to stop somebody with a club than a nuclear weapon as an average person. But you're still not solving the whole issue. The issue of why do you hate that other person so much that you want to kill them? 
regardless of whether it be a stick, a stone, a nuclear weapon. Right. Superman, or any being for that matter, can't stop that. They can't stop everything. But, but what I'm saying, yeah, but, uh, but his moral code says that that's wrong, and if he takes away that big thing, then what's, on, what's next on his checklist to take away from people? Well, it's not really a checklist of what they're taking away from people. It's a, it's, um, it's the fact that they, you know, have a, a deterrent that is massively going to destroy millions to billions of people that he will stop. And that's like, that should be his only, like, li- le- like limitation. Like he should, like, okay, like rock sticks. Oh, I can't stop that. Like, how am I going to stop, like, everybody clubbing each other? That's what I'm saying. For free. It's like, it's like constantly trying to break up a kindergarten class from fighting over stuff. Yeah, like, but eventually, I, I'm take kinder- eventually most of those kindergartners will grow up and become better people. But, yes, but I'm talking about the like the world as a whole. You can't do that job. No one can do that job. Because as soon as you try to squelch one... Okay, time out for a second. Okay. All right, let me just make sure we recap our perspectives here. All right. Your perspective of this all-knowing... Uh, not all-knowing, but all-powerful being... Yes. ...is to his moral code... Uh-huh. Will dictate us on how we should live. I'm not saying he's going to dictate us. He's not going to be a god overseeing us all and then controlling every part of our lives. I'm just saying he's there for the when the big trouble happens. I mean, I'm off if he's if he's willing to feed the hungry, house the poor. You know, I'm all for that. Okay, but well, how about this? What if it was like somebody who like say like I said like the whole situation now going in North Korea he just kind of out of nowhere just kind of flies in diffuses the situation maybe not take away their weapons okay. but like maybe like try and get them to, to reason with them first you know saying you know I'm the big boy in the block right here right now you know kind of thing I'm here for the world not just America not just for North America not for you know Europe or whoever I'm here for the world the rest of the world to say what you're doing is a scary thing now of course he would have to do that for everybody, including the United States. I was just going to say that because if you're if you got to take it away from one, you got to take it away from everybody. Yes, but as but some countries are going to go. We're responsible with our shit. Don't take it away from us because you got one bad apple. You know, and, and it's, but that's the thing. It's it's got to be almost absolute in terms of the fact that something with nuclear weapons has to be taken away from everybody because that is something that can kill billions. I, period, I, or and make life uninhabitable in areas because. It's not just that the bomb goes off, people are dying, and they're like, just, oh, we'll just clean it up, make a new shopping mall right here or whatever, or put a new complex. Okay, if everybody can be on board with that, fine. Right. My thing is, though, is that there's going to be, I'll put it bluntly, people are sheep. Human beings are sheep. Yeah. If you tell them to do something, if they don't fall in line, we find a way to knock them back into line. Right. Okay? People are going to be scared of them, so they're just going to, Bend over and let him shove it up their ass for anything that he wants. Right. Because he's, he basically becomes the bully of the world. Yes. I'm, and this is the reason why people wonder why I'd be the evil guy of the group. Because I, my personality, and I know I wouldn't be the only one that's going to say, we need to stop this guy. Because if he's taking away that right, he's going to take away that right. It's just by process of elimination to we're all living under his rules and his guidance. 
I mean, granted, I mean, there will be a point where it's just like, you know, there'll be times that I'll be like, wait, I don't agree with that, you know, but I'm talking about the big things like, like nuclear weapons. I mean, that's the only, only, the only argument I have to really keep bringing up. Yeah, but it, but once you take away that, he's going to find something else. We as human beings are going to find some other way to, to get at each other. Yeah, but what if he doesn't really want to meddle in other people's affairs until it affects billions of people? Well, he just did by taking away that new old nuclear program. Um, I mean, okay, like, I guess... It's not like I'm taking away... It's not like... It's not you're like, focusing on this one big issue. Yeah. And that's not big picture... That's not big picture-ish. That's, is, that is big picture No, because you're, you're... That's a... Yes, I will admit that is a global thing. Yeah. But that is one problem in a series of a gazillion other problems. Right. Okay, what's next on his agenda? Like, well, may- maybe okay, going along the lines of things, maybe he will figure out ways. Maybe because of his abilities being on another planet, he knows how to grow crops in bad parts of the world that they can't grow crops. Okay. And all of a sudden, now they have farmers in Africa that can feed everybody in the world. So then, okay, as a human being, then what drives me to succeed? I got Superman taking care of that. I don't need to educate myself to learn how to help to feed the poor. Or help. Well, he's not going to do it all on his own. He's not going to be a oh. farmer for the world. He's going to show other people how to do this. So he's got to educate. He's going to, if he's got this great intellect, he goes, bing, bang, boom, here's something, here's a weather machine to help make it rain in the desert. Yeah. Okay. Well, that just took away jobs from somebody. Somebody right now is trying to figure out how to do that. He did it in 10 minutes. What's that guy going to do? Figure out the cure for cancer. He's got it already. I'm, sh- I'm sure he doesn't have everything. Uh, you know, because he crash landed here. There's a reason why he crash landed here. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine, but still, he, but he has decided to take it upon himself to be the dictator of the world. He is going to tell you. He's going to keep you in line because he doesn't like your methods of doing stuff because that's not beneficial for the whole world. So I'm going to take that away from you. All right. Now here's another country over here that's doing something that doesn't benefit the entire world. So I'm going to take that away from you too. So sooner or later he's taking away one thing after another, and all you're doing is living under a shell of his leadership. By and going, what do I got to do anything? I don't have to go. I don't. I don't have to work because he's you know he's taking care of shit for me. You know, he basically it, he, he he has to be stopped because. We'll, we'll lose our drive to help better ourselves because we already have a guy who's already better than us doing it for us. Yeah, but that doesn't really stop people's drives. No, because what's going to happen is he's going to shift that drive to bring that fucker down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the reason why I, I'm, I'm Team Lex. I am Team Lex Luthor because sooner or later I got some illegal immigrant coming in out of, out of nowhere telling me how we should run the world. He must be stopped. I don't. I disagree. I, I, I just disagree. I, I don't think that that's something that, you know, I mean, there's there's so many problems out there that I don't think you can solve them all. You know, there's there's smaller problems that we're still going to need a police force to stop because he's not going to, like I said, he's not going to stop every mugger, every jewel no. thief, bank thief, whatever. Okay. Murderer. He can't. He just can't. He can't be all over the world at the same time unless there was a hundred million supermen flying around the world in every country that can be able to be there at every Right, so therefore, that's why you have that homeless guy on the street going, well, I got no job, I have no food, I have nobody, but at least the... There's no... I don't have to worry about the threat of nuclear war. Well, I mean, that's the same, but maybe maybe he comes up with the idea of how to make that guy not homeless anymore. Maybe um, figure out a way to bring out new drive in the America or the world that can help people in becoming better than they are in terms of getting a job and... and, uh, you know, finding a skill or getting get education for skill, sure. or you know, creating some kind of 
<laughs> Sorry. I just, because all I can think of is that little kid going, why is daddy hitting me for no reason? Who's going to, who's going to save me? Like I say, he can't stop. He can't solve every problem. But, you it's know, impossible. One man can't solve all the world's problems. No, but, but I think with a guy like that, we'd be more complacent to let him try doing it than doing it ourselves. I think that human beings are, if, let me put it this way. If you could take a day off of work and not have it bother you, would you take a day off of work? Yeah. Okay. Now imagine that on a global scale where I don't have to tend my farms because it's Superman made a machine that'll help make it rain in my area. Right. Okay. And he, every, every three months he comes by with a plow and goes, here's your food for the year. What do I got about? I'm, let me, what's on Oprah, honey? Well, the, the, but that's the thing. There are still certain things that has to be done. It's not like he can take all the crops and put them somewhere and then sell them. I mean, he, somebody else has to do that because but, he's got to do that for the whole world. So then he's got to do that for, for United States, Africa, uh, and so Italy. That, so then our economy, the, the global economy, which is already in the shitter, right. but it'll completely crumble down to nothingness because it'll be oh. like, oh, here, we made fruit for the whole world. Okay, how about this? Don't then? pay me. How about this then? He doesn't do a thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. He he's sitting at the what do you call it? The Fortress of Solitude, getting fat, going. Desperate Housewives is on. <laughs> but the the, the time that a the threat does come, where we do need him because there's no way we can stop a nuclear strike, and he comes to stop it. Would would you be like, no, we don't need you? If 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 it is, if we're looking at for the Hail Mary pass. Where at the last second he flies in to save everything. Yeah. I'm all for that, sure. I'm all for that. That that last whole, like, oh, these people haven't gotten it right. Let me go fix this problem. <laughs> Takes everything and throws it in the sun or throws it out into space. And, you know, Soup's got a big dumpster out in, out in the galaxy <laughs> just dumping shit into it. You know? <laughs> Fine. I got no problem with that. But it's the fact that... I, I, I just don't think that he, a person like that, is good for humanity. So what you're saying is there's really not one person in the world at all, even even in our planet, that could be the controller of everything. No, I don't. I mean, I think that well, that's the reason why we have the the summit meetings and you know governments and the UN okay. to try to come up with ways to be able to do those things. Okay. But if you got a guy who's going to do it for us, what do we need them for? You know, that's... I was saying, there's still, the, there's still the minor things that he can't... It's not like he can go day to day and sit in a, sit in a, in a, in a you know, in a judge's bench and go, you know, with a gavel banging it away, going... Uh, sure, why not? Work you know, what's, Solomon. You know, what, what's your problem? And, you know, and there's a long line, you know, it's like, oh, I, I got a problem with my, you know, wife. She's beating me or, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, you'll get one in uh, in 2045 is your, is your court date, you know, for... No, for, no, I don't mean it like that. I, I guess I kind of look at it as... I just the UN, let's say something like a UN. You have a a global meeting place where all the leaders that have been voted into office right. get together and they discuss their problems right. and their issues. Yeah. And at some point, though, someone's going to go. We don't like what you're doing. You need to stop, or we're calling in Superman. Right. <laughs> How does that get any? <laughs> I can't see that actually working because. It's like, well, what's the point of even having that talk? Sooner or later, someone's just going to cry for Superman. Well, it's the same. Like, well, that, that's but, but okay. Now, because we're in the world without Superman, and then we they have the summit meetings, and they go, okay, look, you need to stop this, or we're going to have to do something. And then, of course, then we're going to have to bring in hundreds of thousands of troops to come in to like stand ready at you know at the borders, waiting for that moment 
for when the strike happens so they can come in and, and do what they have to do and lose hundreds of millions of lives just because of somebody who just said, no, I don't. I think I'm doing right because I'm building this nuclear weapon or this device that's going to screw up the world and I want to, you know, have this ability you know, kind of thing. Now, I mean, granted, I said, I don't think everybody should have that ability. I don't think any of them, everybody should have that ability. But, okay, now, uh, this is where I play devil's advocate as far as nuclear power goes. Done right, nuclear power can benefit people. You take away the weapon part, you can, right. it can power cities, generators, bring, you know, run machines. Yeah, but we can't control it. It's uncontrollable. There's, so there's nuclear plant meltdowns, you know. That's because that's because we're stupid. Yeah, there's yeah. some there's a Homer Simpson wannabe out there going, I gotta push this button every hour, and then the one day he doesn't do it, boom, meltdown. You know, I just think, but with a guy like Superman, it'd be like, I'll show you how to properly do it. You okay, know, okay, right, and then leave you guys alone. Well, that's fine. But the moment you guys make weapons with it, I'm taking it taking it away. Yeah. All right. I I just think. Fine. You got me sold on that part. Okay. I just think that sooner or later, humanity will get complacent and not have a drive to accomplish anything because, worst case scenario, you got Superman over here doing it. Yeah, with well, the number the number one compulsion in anybody. And where's, where's hometown pride one, come in? The, the number one compulsion of anybody is the fact is that they want to make money. Okay. Because they, they need to survive. All right. Plain and simple. So they'll do, they'll, they'll create something or do something that will grant them the most bang for the buck as quickly as they can. Okay. So I don't think if Superman comes up with different devices to do different things in terms of creating crops in Africa and these dry lands and all, that like all of a sudden now like nobody has to drive anymore because somebody created that. There is a there's 101 devices. He's not going to come up with the next iPad. He's not going to come up <laughs> with, you know, the next Surface or the next video game machine, you know, kind of thing. So there's there's the entertainment value that's always going to be there that people have, you know. He's not going to sit down and do a podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Superman. Hi, Superman. Welcome to the show. Hi. So what's going on? Hold on for a second. <laughs> oh, where'd you go? Uh, Trunk driver I had to grab the car and knock it off the road. <laughs> oh, okay. So what's new? Oh, uh, you know, just doing my thing, flying around, making sure everybody pays attention, stays in line, and you know, basically do what I say or else. <laughs> oh, how's that working out for you? Oh, well, you know, they got my good days, my bad days. <laughs> you, you come up with anything else new? Yeah, I made this weather generator. You never had. You'll never have to worry about weather. It'll rain when it's supposed to rain. I have it all timed out for you guys. You don't need to do nothing. Because <laughs> it's going to run for a million years. You know how I powered it? How? Nuclear technology. <laughs> Very simple. I found a clean, efficient way to use nuclear technology to help the world. Thanks. No problem. My pleasure. Go make an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of other things that you know. I mean, the the fact that probably scientists will be out there to create Superman. Oh, because I think someone tried that once. It was called Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a bad. Oh, okay. So you got a guy like Hitler coming to power, going, "Hey, you know what? I, I think we can do better as human beings. I'm going to create better human beings to be more like that guy. I think we could do it." What we're gonna need, we're gonna need test subjects. Let's get the poor first. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll pay them. Yeah, that'll be it. We'll pay it to run experiments on them, to make them supermen. 
<laughs> I mean, he just needs a little mustache and twirling it while he's talking. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a bad. Bad was a bad dad. <laughs> Shot myself on the foot with that one. But uh... I just think that no matter what happens, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to try to take advantage of that to their own personal gain. Right. Problem with that is most people succeed because human beings on a, on a whole are rubes. They get suckered in whatever the latest fad is. Yeah. I, I got an iPad. Why? Do I need an iPad? Not really. Why do I have it? Because I'm a sheep. <laughs> I'm gonna be get, I'm gonna be getting a new phone by the end of the week. This phone works okay. I'm I'm not you know saving the world with this. I'll text people. I'll call people. Did I ever really need this to start off with? No. But I have it. Why? <laughs> and this to me, the phone is more of a of a we call it the fall of civilization as we know it more so than nuclear war in my opinion because everyone's looking at the phone everyone's got an opinion we have a show based on people's opinions that people seem to like you know <laughs> but I, I just think this on a whole that i'm just sitting there going oh look cat videos <laughs> you know i don't need what do i need to look at cat videos for oh it's so adorable how am i getting anything done by looking at a cat playing with a string or tickling him and going <laughs> You're not getting anything done. No. This is way more harmful than a Superman. <laughs> so if you have a guy who's already doing the, the majority of the shit for you, you're going to be more focused on the, this, this little what stuff. If, what if he can't really do those abilities? What if what if he can only do, like, he can stop... So he's just war? muscle. Right. Again, he's a bully. He comes in, pushes you aside. I'll take care of this. I'm taking this away from you because you don't know how to play with it right. You know, I just, I just think that eventually there's going to be pockets of people who are going to resent that because I don't like now, I don't like someone telling me how I should live my life. You know, over the gay couple that wants to get married, can't get married. Why? Because someone says it's wrong. I'm not saying Superman's going to go, gay marriage is wrong. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that there's, there's people out there who say, who think that a gay marriage shouldn't be allowed. Right. Well, that person's not in a gay relationship, so what should he care for? Right. Okay, so let these people be happy. Yeah. If they want to be happy, let them be happy. Or miserable. Happy or miserable. Happy 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 happy. But sooner or later, but that guy who's sitting there going, you're wrong, that's going to be a guy who can kick the shit out of anybody on the planet. Going, that's wrong, people. I'm not saying he's going to be like, Superman's going to be against gay marriage, but... Well, I mean, or he's for gay marriage. He's trying to stop the political, you know, the political powers that be that tries that stops gay marriage on a right. daily basis. But the the, the the point is, is that he, like I said, he can't st- he can't stop everything. But if he could stop off the bigger things in life, the things that people fear most, uh, I'm not afraid of nuclear war. I'm more of afraid about a drunk driver. Okay. I mean, I mean, like I said, that becomes perspective. Right. You know, so I think that, that, again, it comes down to him being a babysitter of 9 billion people all screaming that they want the most attention right now at that rate, that second. I'd be like, I can't understand why he doesn't just say, screw you guys, I'm out of here. And fly to the moon and just kind of sit there going, I can't believe these people. I can give them anything. They still bitch about shit. Like, <laughs> I, can't anybody? Like, can't we all just get along? I just, I think, I think you're wrong in terms of that way because I think a lot more people would be thankful for him to be here, and the fact that he would be here for the greater good, and the fact that it's just that, like I said, he can't stop everything. So people that think that he can are just ridiculous. You know, I mean, I like. 
in a way, I'd like to see him kind of like stomp out, you know, anti-gay marriage, like have gay marriage, you know, kind of thing, and and you know, stop the economy going down the crapper, you know, kind of thing. But he's not going to be like an economist and go, you know, we need to move these shares here, and then you know, you see him with the little green hat going with a little okay. America, if you take half of your supplies here and give it to Ireland, and Ireland, you take your share and give it to England, we all can be happy. Right. Uh, you know, again, I would like that's a great dream. But it's not going to happen because he's not going to be like that kind of savvy. You know, like I, he, he, nobody can be that savvy in every field of life. I, I agree. And that's why people will excel in those fields that he doesn't excel in. And there's plenty of those. Hundreds of those, thousands of those. If you say so, I just think that as a as a society, we already have people who live off of a welfare system, mm-hmm. who don't get a job because they don't they found a way to kind of work the system. Right. I think that that's what's going to happen to humanity. Humanity is going to work the system under the guise of Superman. That we're going to find ways to become complacent and lazy and just lacks a days of corn away and not really want to get everything done. Because you're going to have people who are going to just... Because because people are going to just bow down as soon as a guy like that shows up. They're, oh my God, you're a savior. We'll do whatever you want us to do. Up to and including nothing. <laughs> and then Especially nothing. And then you're going to have the people who are going to be too afraid to do anything to in fear Superman's wrath. You know? You see, that's the thing. You're you're making him out to be this like guy that's like pissed off, <laughs> flying around. And this guy's walking street. But again, okay, when this that is, guy's walking funny. You know what? Though flies down and beats but, the crap out of him. Walk right and then flies see, away. See, because because I'm going to push this into dangerous territory because Superman in comic books and in literature is almost godlike in power. Yeah, he is. And under, if you take that to today's society, in a godlike power, which people believe in, they do stupid shit all for the name of that God. Right. So how do you know that if you, just because you can't see God now, well, the, people see, are still doing stupid shit. But that's the big difference is that is the God's not going, you're, you're fucking <sighs> stupid. Stop doing that shit. You know, if God came down and went, look, <laughs> stop murdering in my name. That's dumb. <laughs> you know, people be like, oh, okay. You know, like. But there's also a group of people that would, the moment he showed up, it would be like, oh, my God, we're just going to bow out. We were right. He does exist. You know, we do everything. like, And it's not, it's not like if God showed up, someone would whip out a Bible and go, where are the mistakes? Right. I know it was Adam and Eve and not Adam, Adam and Steve, but is that okay, Adam and Steve? Because you didn't put it down in this book. Right. You know. So you know if there's a Superman-type guy, people are going to be going, gay marriage, is it good or bad? And the same thing that that, it, that Jesus did was the fact that he didn't say anything because it's, it's a, that's an issue that you would have to deal with. But the thing is, is that if push came to shove and he had to make a statement, is as long as the basically the, the basic message is live to be happy. So right. if gay marriage is, is live to be happy, then that's the way it should go. And I, again, I agree with that, but... Your happiness could be different than that guy's happiness. Hit the gay couple's neighbor might not be happy in his life because he has to look at two guys kissing every day. So again, it's it's a, it's a it's a subjective thing. So Superman now has to figure out a way to 
keep that guy happy and keep those people happy. Superman can't keep everybody happy. That's the problem. But but everyone's going to want him to. That's what I mean. It is a thankless, non-paying job. Right. That sooner or later, if he was smart, he'd quit. (laughs) You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe he just lives in his fortress of solitude, works on whatever little projects he wants to work on. Ben (laughs) Jerry's. Nom, 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 nom. I don't think so. I think he's going to do like certain things like preservations of certain things like extinct animals. He'll be figuring out things like that. But okay, don't even get me started. Animals, they're extinct for a reason. Their time on this earth is closing to an end. Let them go. Yeah, but there's there's, sometimes there's a reason why they're closing to an end. It's not because of natural selection. Hey, you know what? Sure. Granted, I can understand poaching and, you know, like, we need to save the seals, save the whales, save the snails, <laughs> you know. But they're also creatures that, you know, you can't, again, you can't save everybody. Right. So you can't save everything. Right. So sometimes you got to let it go. Right. You know. But I'm saying maybe if he's working his own little project in his own little world, uh, you know, far away from everybody else. And every once in a while, when they really need him to come, he'll be there. So he's Santa Claus. <laughs> he doesn't come he's, out one day a year and flies around everybody. No, but it's when you really need him the most. Superman, we were good all year. Can you please feed us? You know? How come you guys didn't do it? Because we knew you'd be coming around. <laughs> well, just the other day, I'm not always going to be here for you. You got to, you know, you got to do this yourself. You know? Sometimes Superman needs to get some laid. He needs to get laid. <laughs> I can't be saving your ass because I'm on a date. <laughs> Do it yourselves. <laughs> Superman needs to get some, his action on. <laughs> Just wish I could find a girl that could take me. <laughs> it's like a shotgun. Boom! <laughs> it's been like a rocket launcher. <laughs> How do you think that Grand Canyon got there? <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know a woman that can take that? No. So I had to be super sensitive. <laughs> super sensitive. I'm a super sensitive man. <laughs> All right. I think this argument is not going to go anywhere it's, from now on. You know, and this is going to be this is going to be how geek counter geek is going to go. It's going to be you and I doing this and going. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I learned something today. I just again, my final word is I'm Team Lex. Superman needs to be stopped because if he's not, we're going to become complacent and not have any desire to do anything because we have someone telling us what's right and wrong. And I think that we need the world needs a Superman to help us with the bigger problems in life. <sighs> and on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up another episode of the Geeksters. Well, first off, before we wrap up this episode, okay. if you have your own take on who's not necessarily right or wrong, because these discussions, there is no winner because right. it's a matter of opinion. But whoever opinion you seem to side more towards, let us know. You know, how, what do you think? How would you think the world would would they or wouldn't they accept a Superman type being? I, that's what I think. Uh, that's a good, yeah, good question. And uh, like, we like to hear your answer, and uh, maybe we'll we'll bring it up in another show just to say you know what was going on and how we'll, people. We'll revisit it if we ever get emails, right? You know, for people who sit there and go, "I think Ed's right," and people are going, "I think Sean's right." Screw Superman. <laughs> no, Superman's our savior. <sighs> and on that note, we will call it a night, folks. So if you wanted to contact Sean, you could contact Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com or me, Ed, at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com 
or go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Thanks, and have a great night. Have a, have a nice week.